What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. This is my baby. And these two were just along riding my carpet, my carpet tail. Kevin Sherrington. I did not choose the dance life. It chose me. Barry Horn. You know what my intention is? When's the last time that anybody has ever asked you a question? No one's ever asked me a question. I'm married. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Balls. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know, we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Cowboys Ballsy with a Z Podcast. Hello, everybody. Thanks for that, that throwing that over there. I appreciate that. Uh, this is our Ballsy Podcast on the Cowboys. If you'll notice on um, Facebook Live, there is no Evan Grant today. This is two weeks in a row. No, he was here last week. No, I no, no, no. Not on Monday. No, was he here? He was here. But I was not here. here. Yeah. That's right. But I was here both times. Oh, so you're the bedrock of this. I uh, am. Kevin Sherrington, the foundation of this. I know Evan Grant likes to think that he is. Well, he's the father. He proclaimed, I heard on the intro, the father of the podcast. This is my baby. He thinks he's the father of all podcasts. You know what he is? An absentee father. Yes, he is. Oh, I like that. That's that's very good. That's a good line for me. Who do we have on the line? We've got with us today the one, the only, the, the greatest sports writer in the history of sports day. A lot of people might not realize that Gary. Gary Myers uh, once worked at the Dallas Morning News. Did he? Did he write your intro for you? Yeah, he he's did. He's the self-proclaimed greatest. Uh, <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say here's the deal: he's in the top three. I'm one, you're two. Okay, you're three, Gary. Wow, Gary Myers. I don't, I don't know about that, Kevin. I'm having a hard time hearing you. I can hear Barry perfectly. I really prefer it was the other way around, but I, I'm having a hard time. Wow, really we're gonna get Doug, our producer, to work on that. Doug, can you get? Uh, I, maybe, maybe I did something to kill us here. Let me let me try something here. Uh, is that is that any better? I got to tell you, That's I can't hear better, myself yeah. either. Is hey, that better? Okay, hey, hey, Gary, I got you now. Hey Gary, is, is this known as Cowboys Week uh, in the Met- in the, uh, Metro- Meadowlands. in the Meadowlands? Well, you know, Barry, the the, the Giants losing to the Steelers yesterday, um, combined with the Cowboys winning in, in Minnesota the other night, I, I think it's taken. Uh, some of the edge off of this game because if the Cowboys had lost and the Giants had won, then the Giants would have been a game behind the Cowboys going into the game Sunday night, and because they beat them in the first game of the season, uh, they would have had a chance to to tie them and then actually have the tiebreaker over them. Uh, but because the results went the opposite direction, the Giants are now three games back, and Dallas can actually clinch the NFC East Sunday night at MetLife. I wrote about today that you know, could there be any more of a mind-numbing thought than Jerry Jones drinking champagne, toasting the NFC East Championship in MetLife Stadium on Sunday night? It would make Giants fans sick. But the, the Giants really are just kind of fighting now to hold on to their wild card lead and then, um, you know, give it a run in the um, in the playoffs. They haven't been in the playoffs since 2011. They, they don't really despise Jerry Jones in New York, do they? Chris Christie, Chris Christie doesn't. I know that. You know, I watched that um, uh, documentary that NFL Network did last week on the uh, when NFL films came up with the America's Team right. uh, nickname, and then I, I, the next night they had uh, a Roger Staubach uh, 
football life. And in both of them, I was outraged to see the governor of New Jersey having so much FaceTime on those two documentaries. I'm going, is that the best I can come up with, is the governor of New Jersey to speak for Cowboy fans? I mean, really? Yeah, well, that, that guy in the orange sweater. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're not so crazy. Why can't they get the governor here? You know? Well, you don't want to necessarily want the governor. You have a lot of traffic around the stadium on game day. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. If you if you know what I'm referring to, the uh, the whole Bridgegate scandal up here with uh, with the George Washington Bridge. Yes, you do. There's, I think there's some people in prison now over that, aren't there? No, no, they were indicted. They, yes, I think they were, they were I think indicted. indicted and found guilty. Yes, they uh, were. But, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if they're in prison. I, I think it's bad enough um, having to sit in that traffic. That's what the, that's what their sentence should be to. Sitting in that traffic trying to get over the bridge. Gary, Gary, are the Giants any good? It's it's really hard to tell because their their six game winning streak was put together against some you know really low level teams. The Ravens are the only team uh, among the six that that have a winning record, and um, so it's been really hard to get a uh, a, a good gauge. Uh, on the Giants this season, their, their best victory of the year was in the season opener uh, against the Cowboys. Um, the offense is has just struggled pretty much from the first preseason game, which everybody was writing it off during the summer. Oh, it's only the preseason. It's the third year for Eli and Ben McAdoo's offense. They scored a lot of points the first two years. They'll do it again. And they just haven't. They haven't scored 30 points in any game, and uh, pretty much yesterday, they got a, a garbage-time touchdown against the Steelers. Otherwise, they just would have been held to, to one score. They, they're just The red zone offense has been terrible. Um, Eli, in the second half yesterday, was just totally locked in, pretty much throwing to, to Beck, locked in throwing to Beckham just, on just about every, every play. There was no yeah. diversity to the offense. He doesn't trust anybody else. Uh, their defense is real good. I mean, it is real good. It's much improved. Which is what you expect when you sign three players to contracts totaling two hundred million dollars. But the offense, which has been the strength of the team in the last, you know, basically during the whole Eli Manning era, has just there's just no rhythm. There's no continuity. They they don't have an identity. Let me let me go back to something, Gary, because I, I wrote a column before the season started saying that they should have signed Olivier Vernon like the, the instead the Giants did. So he got his uh, seventh and eighth sacks, I guess it was, last night. Was he worth the money this season? Considering, that's all relative. <laughs> can, can you say that any football player is worth an $85 million contract? Well, it, it, you know, considering all the money these teams have to spend under the cap, combined with how bad the Giants' defense was, um, he is giving them their money's worth. He's a high-energy player. He never comes off the field. He got off to a slow start this year because he had a wrist injury. I think he heard it against the Cowboys in that first game. And it wasn't until, like, the last four weeks or so that he's really uh, started making impact plays. I think he's had a sack in four or five straight games now. And he has probably been, from beginning of the season to right now, their most consistent and best defensive player. So uh, the difference between, you know, the Giants signing Vernon and what usually happens in free agency when you give a lot of money to a guy is that he was only, this is only his fifth year. Right. And, um, and so he's a young player with the arrow pointing up. Usually the money goes to these, you know, these veterans who you, you try and get one last run out of them. 
this this guy um, is getting better, and I would agree with you, Kevin. You know, if the Cowboys had the cap money, and I always believe teams can maneuver the cap any way they want if they really want to sign a player, he would he would have been a terrific fit for the Cowboys. Uh, especially because they they have no pass rush. The only way they generate a pass rush is and they and they blitz some against the Vikings, and they had not done that really all year long. So uh, that to me, that's an uh, I, one of my beliefs is that the everybody's waiting for Dak Prescott to have a bad game. Well, he he, had he, an, he just had a bad. Well, game. it wasn't a bad game. I say it was an okay game for him. It was a bad game. Well, but it really wasn't his fault. I will say that you know you, you can't handle some of the things that the, the defense does against you. Um, but I've I've contended all along it will be it will be the Cowboys defense that that loses the game for them, and I think that they are ripe for a loss against the Giants because of what. Because of what Eli and Odell Beckham can do, as crazy as, as those guys as, as Eli is and all over the map as he is, I think mm-hmm. that playing there uh, in that in those weather conditions, and I guess we should ask you that: what's the weather supposed to be like? On well, I you know I never trust seven day forecasts anyhow. All Good. I can tell you is that um, for whatever reason, uh, my little puppy decided to get up in the middle of the night last night, and I had to walk him at about three thirty. And it was snowing. Oh, no. Snowing. And a little inside information. Your puppy's name is? His name is Brady. Named after? My Brady versus Manning book. Named after Tom Brady. And a great holiday gift, I might add. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Wow, you're pretty good good at this uh, slipping in the uh, (laughs) promos for yourself. So I come back in the house. And I wake up my wife, which she was really pleased about, yeah. and I said, it's snowing. <laughs> and it was snowing pretty hard, although you know, now it's, there's, no, there's no semblance of it on the ground. It's all, it's all gone already. But um, I, I, don't, I really don't know what the weather is going to be, except that you can say it's It'll be going to be December 11th right. in the Northeast, and um, it can be just about anything. I mean, we could get one of those days where it's you know, 40 and... And, and the sun's out, and it's not windy. Or well, the, it's, it's a night. Won't be out. It's a night. It's, it's a night, night game. game yeah. about right. the sun. Right. Um, but it, you know, it's very possible. Uh, it's, it's not. The wind is not as bad um, in MetLife Stadium as it was in Giant Stadium. Right. The stadium. It, it's right across the parking lot, but it faces in a different direction, and you know, the stadium construction is different. So it, it doesn't get to be the wind tunnel that the other stadium was, but it can still get. I'm going to say this. It's going to be windier in there than it is in uh, in the Cowboys Stadium when the roof is closed. Yeah. But it won't be sunnier. <laughs> so, the sun, it won't be sun. First of all, it's a night game, but the sun in the players' eyes at, at Cowboys Stadium is silly. It is a silly thing. A silly development. All right, so, Gary, we've AT&T got Stadium. Of the last uh, – in, in the last four games here, uh, Barry, read off the schedules for both uh, All right, let me let – me, we, we did research here. Actual and, research. And basically the only team – the Cowboys play the Bucks, the Buccaneers – and the Giants play the Redskins. Otherwise, they play common opponents, the Eagles, the Lions. And, of course, they – well, not common opponents, but they play each other. Um, if, if the Giants win the game, and they certainly could, uh, how do you see the season play out? Well, I, I think um, the pressure is off the Cowboys in this game, really. Um, the, the Giants, I, I think, will have a greater sense of urgency because their playoff situation is much more precarious. The, the Cowboys can lose this game and still pretty much not have to worry too much about winning the division. They'd be up two games with three to play if they were to lose on Sunday. Now, that Giants would have the tiebreaker. Right. But 
you know, to make up two games over the final three weeks um, would, would be it would be a pretty hard thing to do. So I, I do see the Giants winning this game um, because I think they need it more, but I don't think that, it, you know, the, the league is such a week-to-week thing. I can, I can already hear the radio shows uh, and your podcast next Monday in Dallas um, if the Giants were to win this game and, and, and Prescott, you know, doesn't play well, all of a sudden it's going to be should they go back to Romo for the playoffs? Does this guy hit the wall? We judge things. We make these long-term judgments based on short-term results. And um, if anybody thinks the Cowboys, you know, we're going to lose the first game of the year and then run off 15 straight, I mean, it just doesn't happen. So they're due for a bump in the road. And and considering the circumstances Sunday night, you figure this is probably where it's going to happen. But I, I wouldn't think that would impact their ability to to win the division or have the number one seed. They still have a pretty good lead on that. And, um, you know, so I I think that this time of the year you go with a sense of urgency. Who needs it more? And I really think, you know, the Giants need this game more than the Cowboys. Well, but, but, you know, if they lose that game, then they they play the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers, I think, have won four in a row, and they're playing well. And then, Mm -hmm. then the Cowboys have the surprise team, I think, in the NFC, the Lions. So I mean, these are this is we could argue that this is the toughest stretch of the season. Coming up here's the here's the point that Barry's trying to make. Thank uh, you. Uh, is that is that you talked a while ago about the uh, about the Giants' schedule? I think you could say the same thing about the Cowboys. I mean, other than the Giants, there is not a team on their schedule that has won eight games. Seven seven uh, seven wins is the most of anybody on the Cowboys' schedule up to now, except for the Giants. And I think that that just says you know. In some ways, the Cowboys have obviously played very well, and Dak Prescott has exceeded all expectations as a rookie quarterback. Right. But you look at this schedule, and and the team that the tough stretch was supposed to be the Bengals, Packers, Eagles for the Cowboys, and the Bengals mm-hmm. are four seven and one, the Packers are six and six, and the Eagles are five and seven. I'm glad you can read my handwriting. Know, it's very nice, and, and that, well, that's Kevin, a, you know, it's for, amazing. No, I was going to say I didn't interrupt you there, but you know, for the most part, the league stinks. Yes, I think that's exactly right. I think it's exactly right. How many good teams are there, really, that you would say is a real quality victory? I mean, you go to Seattle, if you can beat them, any team beats them, that's a quality victory. But then you think, okay, you know, the the Seahawks went to Tampa last week and scored five points. You know, so how good are the Seahawks, really? You know, and and I I don't know that that there's there's a really – there's a team that we look at right now and say they're just going to blow everybody away you know, come January, even the Patriots. And I've seen them play a bunch this year. Losing Gronk is going to catch up to them when they, when they play a real good team or are a team better than the Rams, who they, they beat yesterday. Um, they might have gotten rid of their two best defensive players for no reason in the last year, and Chandler Jones and Jamie Collins. Right. You know, only Belichick knows why he got rid of those guys. Uh, I, I think they could be beat. Um, the, the Raiders are, are playing great. Or at least they're winning games, but you know they they seem to be beatable every week, and, and they're, they're finding ways to win. But it doesn't mean that that's going to go straight through. So when you're looking for quality victories, and I understand what you're saying about not finding a team that the Cowboys have beaten that have won eight games, but how many of those good teams really are there? And and who's gotten to the point that the Cowboys have uh, with a really good record? Um, with a lot of quality victories. Everybody's kind of just knocking each other off. So 
Um, I mean, it's trite but true. You can only beat who's on your the only players on your schedule, and they've won out of eleven out of twelve. That's pretty good. So you you uh, knowing how negative you are, Kevin, I knew you'd come up with something. I know I have such a negative Mr. guy, Mister Negativity. Mister Negativity. Uh, well, here's the thing we were talking about last week: the the teams in the NFC that were the big uh, competition for for the Cowboys, of course, the Seahawks, and we talked about the Falcons. And then the Falcons lose at home to Kansas City. Kansas I mean, City's a pretty good team. Well, Kansas City's a pretty good team, but you can't be losing at home to to a, to a pretty good team. You got if you're they're better of, than I'm if sorry, you're one of the three teams. If you're one of the three best teams in the NFC, you need to be winning your home games. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sold on the Falcons at all. Yeah, um, they got off a great start last year and, and pretty much fell apart in the second half of the season. And um, I mean, the way they lost the game yesterday was was pretty amazing. Well, recap it for us. Okay, they're up twenty-eight, twenty-seven. Uh, they get just scored a touchdown with about four or five minutes to go, and it made sense to go for two to try to get up by a field goal. And um, Matt Ryan got intercepted by Eric Berry, who takes it back the other way for the two points, and they they lose twenty-nine, twenty-eight. I don't know. If there's if a worse way to kick- lose than that. I think that's the, like the worst way you can possibly lose. You're going for two, well, and, and, and the Saints right lost there. to the Broncos that way yeah. earlier this season. Yes, they did. On a block kick, that they took it back. Um, but here it is that the Falcons are just – the coach is doing the right thing. You're up by a point. It makes no sense to just kick the extra point and go up by two. Of course you're going to go for two and, and try to protect yourself against a field goal. And he gets intercepted and taken back the other way. I mean, it's just – that's an unbelievable way to lose. Now, there was still enough time in the game for the, you know, for the Falcons to yeah. come back and, and try to win it, but they couldn't. So it goes down as losing on a two-point conversion that went the other way. And, and that, that was huge, at least for the Giants, because now that it knocked the Falcons into a tie uh, with the Bucks in the NFC South, and one of those two will be in the wild-card fight. So the fact that the Falcons got knocked down a peg you know, will help the Giants. Um, and, but, you know, the, I, I wrote a column today that you know, the Giants have – um, they're, they're in, they control their own destiny for the, the number one wild card spot. But and Kevin, like you asked before, Barry, we don't know how good the Giants are because beating up on the Rams and the Bengals and the Browns, you know, you, you can't really get. And they struggled in a lot of those games. You, you can't really get a good feel for what's going to happen. And yesterday, they, you know, the, the Steelers only game on to over five hundred and. You know, the Cowboys struggled to beat them, and the Giants struggled and lost. So, um, it, with the Giants stepping up in class a little bit these last five weeks of the season, I don't think a playoff spot is necessarily guaranteed to them either. If, 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 well, let me just ask you this before I ask my big home run question. Zeke, we haven't right. talked about Zeke Elliott. What's, right. your, what's your take on him and, uh, and how he'll play against the Cowboys, against the uh, Giants? Giants were one of the few teams that slowed them down this year. That was early. Uh, that was the first game of the year. And I know people were already getting a little impatient with him. I remember reading the papers the next day uh, in Dallas. You know, first two games he had a slow start, yeah. Right. Um, I saw him play a bunch in college, and I think he's terrific. Um, and you put him behind that offensive line, you're getting the same kind of results as what happened to Marco Murray a couple of years ago. I think this year's Cowboy team is very similar to the one two years ago. Last year was an aberration because they lost the quarterback, and and Jerry didn't have anybody to take his place, and he basically didn't this year either. 
uh, and what Prescott has done is it's far, far exceeded their wildest expectations. But they left themselves bare at backup quarterback going into training camp, and they got lucky. It happens every now and then. It happened with Brady. It happened with Russell Wilson, you know, to a lesser degree. Drew Brees, because he was a second-round pick. Certainly Joe Montana going way back. You can find guys. You can find quarterbacks after the first round. It's just really hard, and you have to have a little luck. And, and, and Prescott is the difference between what happened to the Cowboys last year and what's happening with the Cowboys this year. If you don't have a quarterback who can function, you have no chance to win. And, and Matt Castle and, and Brandon Whedon and, and Kellen Moore last year, I mean, that might have been the worst group of backup quarterbacks that we've seen on a, which should have been a good team you know, in a very long time. And the same thing could have happened this year if Dak Prescott played like a fourth-round pick. But he hasn't. He's played like he should have been the first pick in the draft. Who's your rookie of the year? In the, who's your rookie of the year? I, I would have to give it to Prescott just because it's so much more difficult a uh, position to play, and he's won 11 out of 12. Now, there's still four weeks to go, so we'll see what happens. But it's between those two guys, between Prescott and, and, and Elliott, and uh, I just think because of the value of the position and, and, and how he's become a leader and, and made big plays and not made big mistakes, that, um, that, that he would be my pick. And, and not to minimize what Elliott has done whatsoever, because he's been great, but running, running behind that offensive line, um, it doesn't take a whole lot to get a thousand yards, and then everything after that um, is the difference between, say, Darren McFadden and Elliott. I mean, Elliott's going to wind up maybe break. I don't know what he's on pace for now, but um, breaking Eric Dickerson's rookie record. Yeah, I mean, it's it's eighteen hundred and something yards, yeah. and um, I mean, he's he's a great player. But of the two, I would I would just I think Elliott's going to be a better long term player. Really, and by long term for running back, I mean the next five six years. I, I think he'll be the best running back in the league during that period of time. And I do think that the defenses in the off season will catch up with Prescott. Whatever it is he does best, defensive coordinators will find a way to at least attempt to take take that away next year. I think there's. I think they're already doing that. I think we're seeing a lot. You know, Cole Beasley early on was was his you know security blanket, and right. he was right. he was going to him. Uh, you know, he was on a pace to catch over a hundred passes, which was just crazy. And, and now that's really slowed down. I, I think that uh, defenses have, have done some of that. They're forcing him to go downfield, and he's and he's responding. You know, he's done well throwing to Dez uh, downfield, and he has. But I think you're right. That's the thing we've seen from quarterbacks in the last few years is that you know, just like RG three had a great rookie season for the Redskins, and then it was all downhill after but that. You can't compare the two. No, no, no. I'm not comparing. I'm just saying that. But but teams do make adjustments. It's, it's in all sports, baseball, football, whatever it is. Teams make adjustments to you. You have to show. That sure, you can make but, adjustments but 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 uh, Dak and, and uh, Scott Lenahan will be uh, making adjustments. Well, yeah, they'll, they'll be in the laboratory too. Figuring out what adjustments the defenses will make. Uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, and, and Prescott, Prescott will just get better naturally, right? You know, with all the experience he's gained. You know, Kevin, the difference with RG three is, you know, he, he tore his ACL, right, uh, in that playoff game, and, and he was never the same after was, that. No, yeah, his whole game was his legs. If you were, if, and, go ahead, Gary. No, I was just going to say that quarterbacks can't survive in this league uh, running the ball. But if the Cowboys. It's, if the Cowboys cannot get to Eli Manning, and he he stands out there and plays catch with Odell Beckham, the Cowboys have got to put pressure on on Manning to win the game, don't you think? 
Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's the key. Unless you have great cover corners, and you have to help them out by, by getting answers to the quarterback. And, um, you know, Eli is not afraid to hang in there, but he, he's also prone to throwing really bad interceptions. Yeah. That, that's the one part of his game that really hasn't changed a lot no. over the years. Is He threw a horrible one yesterday uh, right around the goal line that completely changed the momentum of the game. And you watch the tape of it, and I saw, you know, I can see what he was seeing, but how he didn't see the linebacker, uh, he was trying to get to Will Ty, one of the tight ends right on the goal right. line, the linebacker, Timmons cut in front. You know, why he didn't see him uh, and been able to loft the ball over his head, I don't know. But uh, the point being that Eli, despite having the two championships and and having all this experience and you know, climbing up the the uh, the lists on yards and touchdowns and all, and all kinds of stuff. He still does make big mistakes. Not as not to the extent that that Tony Romo was making them in the fourth quarter all these years, but you can still get Eli to to, to turn it over in a crucial time. Uh, that, that's the key, though, to me for this uh, this Cowboys stretch here at the end is that uh, Ben Roethlisberger looks as good as he's ever looked in the game against the Cowboys. He just played great, and the Cowboys won that game anyway because they were able to move the ball. I I think that, you know, the Cowboys are very susceptible to a good quarterback, uh, as most teams are, but I think uh, the Cowboys especially, because they don't get a pass rush, because they've had so many injuries in the secondary and because they're not so great in in coverage. Kirk Cousins looked great against the Cowboys also. Sure he did, in the last game. In the last game, not the first game. Yeah, yeah, the last game. Uh, But – uh, that's that's one of the, and that leads me to the question here, uh, Gary, because this last uh, four games for the Cowboys, they run up against good quarterbacks or guys who can play good games. Let's say that way in all four of those games. So the Giants, Bucks, Lions, and Eagles. So which one of those games do you think is going to be the toughest game for the Cowboys? Giants game. Um, well, the Detroit and Tampa games are at home, right? Right. Correct. That's correct. Okay. And then the Eagles okay, on the road. So Giants and the Eagles on the road. Yeah. Well, I, I always think that the game Sunday night will be the toughest for them because, um, you know, it's a team that's already beaten them. Uh, the game means an awful lot uh, to the Giants. When they when they, the Giants play Detroit also, as you mentioned earlier, um, the Lions have a, a two-game lead in their division right now, and I, I think they've emerged there. Um, yeah. But... They have to go to Dallas and, and try to beat them, and we saw what happened. They had them beat a couple of years ago in that wild card game, and and couldn't finish it off. Um, I, I think Stafford is one of the the best quarterbacks in the league that people don't talk about. Yes, yes, uh, he, he's really become a very good player. Um, Jameis Winston is a rising star in the league. I'm not sure he's at the point yet where he can go into into Dallas and, and win a win a really big game and then by the time the Giant the Cowboys get to the Eagles in the final game of the year, um, the Eagles will have all their bags packed in right in the yeah. front of the locker room in Philadelphia and be heading to the airport to get out of town for the holiday, you know, for the new year. So I, I don't think that game will be a problem for the Cowboys if they need it. All right. Is Doug Peterson gonna get himself fired? No. Jeff Fisher? Doug Peterson. Doug you said Oh, Doug Peterson, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I said, Jeff Fisher just got a contract extension. Uh, Doug, no, I don't think Doug Peterson got himself fired. I mean, he's only been there one year, and he's playing with a rookie quarterback the whole season. Right. And 
Uh, I, so think, I, I think Carson Wentz is going to be a good player, though. I think he's going to be good. Uh, let me ask you this. This is the key question. This is the question. We're 26 minutes in. Everybody's been waiting for me to ask you, Gary. Cowboys mm-hmm. have, have the division clinch, best record in the uh, NFC, NFC clinch. They go in to play the Eagles. Who is your starting quarterback against the Eagles, and does the backup Cowboy quarterback get to play in that game? You know, that, I haven't given that any thought, but that's a great question. Thanks, see? And Kevin made a I face. Like really, I, don't I don't encourage him by saying it's a great question. It is a okay, great question. Don't say that kind of thing. It's the Tony Romo question. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Tony Romo question. We, we, yeah, we I, asked that question I, I, last week. But now we have now we have an expert on to answer. Great question! Oh my gosh! I I do, Kevin. I mean, I hate to give him any credit, but that is a pretty good question. And since uh, as I'm just trying to think about this, um, obviously you don't want to take a chance on Prescott getting hurt in the last game. Correct. Uh, And at the same time, if he happens to get hurt in a playoff game, you don't want Romo going into the game having taken those snaps. Um, I would not put Romo in. And I don't think they have any intention of putting him in to mop up a game that might be a blowout. I don't think you do that to a guy like Romo. But starting him in that last game in Philly is probably a good idea, or at least letting him start the second half. I think start game. the second half. That's what will end up happening. He won't start the game. Yeah, I don't think you want. I don't think you want to go into the into the playoffs with your backup quarterback not having taken a snap in a game since the third preseason game. Because if he does have to go in and play, you, you pretty much don't know what you're going to get. So I, I think that probably it's a good idea. And then if he gets hurt, um, then you know it's football; it happens. But I think the, the the reward in this case is is more important than than the risk. Like I said, because you don't, you don't want Romo going into a playoff game if Prescott gets hurt being totally cold. You want to see some live action. Would you would you dress three quarterbacks for that game in case Romo did get hurt and uh, maybe let Sanchez – and then if he did get hurt, then Sanchez would have to get a couple of snaps because he'd, he'd be the back of a quarterback. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. See? I don't want to say it's a great question because I've been no. – I can't ask two – I can't have back-to-back great My questions. Gosh. Yeah, yeah, you probably don't want to get – if Romo was to get hurt, you don't want to put Prescott in. To mop it up and take a chance on that. So, um, and it's a pretty good question. You know, is it worth is it worth dressing your third quarterback versus, you know, say your last special teams player or last offensive lineman? It might be. Uh, it's a nice situation to be in. I'll tell you that when you have to decide on uh, whether it's worth dressing your third quarterback, uh, so you don't have to play your starter. I mean, not not a lot of teams get to be in that situation where the last game is, is meaningless. But I'm oh. pretty sure the way that things are going, that the, the last game of the season for the Cowboys will be meaningless. And and that will be a great question that uh, Jason Garrett will have to address that week. Now, I'm sure, you know, if everybody watching on Facebook Live is just seeing Kevin point to his watch, which means we're, 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 we're getting late. And I think ending it on my two great questions would be a good way to end this podcast. Don't you, Kevin? You're, you're on a roll. Well, because roll. because here's what I know: it's never happening again. It's never it's, it's never a, happened never happened once before. in a lifetime. Hey, but before we go, I got to tell you: you know who I spent the weekend with this weekend? Kevin. We both drove up to Arkansas to watch a division two D three girls basketball games. Kevin was nice enough to drive me because I can't see at night anymore. 
such an old man. Uh, we went up and we watched the uh, Trinity Tigers uh, win two games. The reason that that I went was because you wanted to see your son. They were playing at my son's college. Yeah, up up in uh, Arkansas, in Conway, Arkansas, which yeah. by the way is a pretty nice town. It's a very well, it's not it's, it's okay town. But it's a very pretty campus. It is. We we had a great time. By the way, the Tigers won both games easily. Grace, Grace, Grace did not score in either game. Yes, she did. She scored in the second game. She, oh, she had a free throw. Yes, and she and yeah, she probably had twenty five assists in each well, game. She, I, I encourage yeah. her to shoot more. I said, Grace, you have got to shoot. Well, more. They, she she didn't play a lot because the starters didn't play a lot because they rolled over. The Hendricks Warriors, Hendricks Warriors, the first and game. and then the Rhodes College Lynx, I think the Lynx, the Lynx, yeah. Uh, but anyway, Y and X. But we hope you get to see the Trinity Tigers before the end of the season. Uh, well, are yeah. they going to make their way? To, are they going to make their way up to play the? Um, well, they play UConn. I th- I think they'll be up there to play UConn. In uh, yeah. well, uh, how about no no no? Forget about UConn. I mean. We're talking about major conferences. Oh, Syracuse. He's going to say Syracuse. I hear it. No, I was going to say Ann Arbor. I switched my allegiances to Michigan. Michigan. In every area. Yeah, because wow. that's what that, – and that's – I didn't want to bring that up, but that's why you watched uh, Ezekiel Elliott uh, the last couple of years closely. I did see him play a lot because, because you're, I watched you're, a lot of Big Ten football. Because your offspring right. goes to uh, Michigan. All your loyalties now is where your money goes, right, Gary? That's right. I have a much more – I have a much greater investment in the University of Michigan yes, than I do. ever had in Syracuse. Yes, you do. <laughs> so, yes, Gary, do. thanks so much for being with us. Uh, we made Grace Horn very happy because she asked us yesterday if we'd mention the podcast, mention her and, and the team in the podcast, so we succeeded in that. And uh, your insights are great. Uh, you'll, be, you'll absolutely be at the game on Sunday night, correct? I will be there on Sunday night. And um, I know, Barry, you're not coming because uh, – you don't travel, but uh, Kevin, are you coming up? <laughs> I'm not coming. I, you know, I'm really, I'm really sorry about that too. I love that New York trip. You know, I, I'll be watching. I'll be watching on TV, uh, chronicling every word that Al Michaels and uh, Chris Collinsworth say say about the Cowboys and Dak and Zeke and and the Giants. And I think the Giants are going to win the game. I'll, I'll go. I, I, I'm picking the, uh, the Giants to win this game as well. Gar, you you picking them? Yeah, I think the I think the, I think it'll be a great game because um, usually is when when the Cowboys play the Giants. But like, like I said, you know earlier, uh, this time of the year I, I I tend to lean towards the teams that need to win the game more, and and the Cowboys are just due to lose a game, and they've gone three months without losing, and uh, I, and the Giants could be pretty jacked up for this game. So I think the Giants will win it. All right, there you have it, the three knuckleheads. Uh, the two knuckleheads two here, knuckleheads, and, yeah. and the expert in, in, in the expert right. in New York is is pick are picking. The, yeah, the, I mean, you the call Giants. me a knucklehead. Do you ever think I'm going to come back on your podcast? Never. No. Hey, you know no. why you'll be back? You like spending the check. Doug, take us out of here. Thanks, Thanks Gary. Gary. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Cowboys Ballsy with a Z podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans. See you.